You're listening to the Soul Source Podcast. I'm your host, Raquel Amel. Soul Source exists to share stories that are shaping our world today. We go straight to the source of the information and give you the best insights on topics and to show you what's being done about these issues as well as how you can help to make a difference. So buckle up, Soul Source Society, because we are about to get started. Find what you love and don't be dissuaded by what other people are doing. Hello, I'm your host, Raquel Amel, and today's episode is an exciting one because of my guest. She's an author who has an incredible story to tell. It's going to be so much fun. But first, let's explain who I'm talking to and why. So our featured organization this month has been the Women's Fund for the Fox Valley Region, an organization that helps empower women and girls through numerous services. And the biggest fundraiser of the year for the Women's Fund is the luncheon in the fall. This year's luncheon has gone virtual and is featuring Joanna Garten, an author of a book called Edge of the Map and an Appleton, Wisconsin native. Joanna is joining me a little later on the show, but to kick us off and tell us a little bit more about why Joanna is speaking at this year's luncheon is Julie Keller with the Women's Fund for the Fox Valley Region. Welcome back to Soul Source, Julie. Thank you for having me. Why did you choose to have Joanna be your featured speaker this year? So Joanna has a unique tie to the Women's Fund in that her mom, Jane, was the first executive director of the Women's Fund. So that is how we made that connection um, with Joanna. And then she had just written a book, um, and it was just published this spring, about another Appleton native, Christine Boskoff, who um, also graduated from Appleton East um, and was a women mountain climber and really rose to the top of her career climbing peaks like Mount Everest and holds a number of records for women um, in her accomplishments in, in mountaineering. And it's called Edge of the Map. It's a very inspiring book. Um, and we thought that it was just a great connection um, with two Appleton women um, highlighted at the luncheon this year. And then Joanna's additional tie-in with her mom being the first executive director of the Women's Fund um, that, that we wanted to have Joanna join us this year. How does her story relate to the Women's Fund's mission of empowering women and girls? You know, Christine um, was relatively unknown outside of, of the mountaineering community. Um, even, you know, people who knew her in Appleton um, probably were not aware of all of the accomplishments um, that she had in, in her career. Um, and that really speaks to how some, a lot of women do great things and, and don't get some of the notoriety, notoriety and recognition that others do. And so we really wanted to raise up that story. You know, it's a story of endurance. It's a story of um, continuing to thrive in a male-dominated world um, in, and really just the legacy that she has um, created and that lasting legacy and that lasting legacy is still here in Appleton and that Appleton East has a climbing wall um, named after her they have a they have a leadership class um, outdoor leadership class inspired by Christine uh, so it's it's really all about how women are making such a great impact in our community and often don't get some of that recognition but they keep on moving forward um, and setting goals and achieving their goals and uh, and how we all we can all be inspired in our own lives, in our own way, whatever that looks like for us. Thank you, Julie. I really appreciate you joining me here on Soul Source to kick off this episode. And now I am so excited to introduce this year's featured speaker at the Women's Fun Luncheon on September 10th, Joanna Garten. Joanna, welcome to Soul Source. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. I'm excited to talk with you. And I hear that you have some strong ties with the Women's Fun within your family. Tell me a little bit more about that. 
Yes, I do. I have strong ties with both Appleton and the Women's Fund. So I am originally from Appleton. I grew up right on College Avenue near Lawrence, about three blocks away, and I graduated from Appleton East High School. My mom and her friends actually began the Women's Fund 25 years ago. Uh, there was a group of founding donors, and she was one of those donors, and then she went on to become the first executive director of the Women's Fund. And so I have great memories from my, I guess it would be my 20s now, and just filled with stories of how the fund was started and how they were launching it and what it would look like and all of these incredible women who had just great visions for women and girls in the community. And so much has changed since then. I mean, your mom really created quite an organization. She did. She did. And as I mentioned, she had, she didn't do it alone. She had just this really fabulous group of women all around her who she surrounded herself with. Uh, but there really was nothing like it in the region at that time. So they created it from the ground up and I'm so proud to see what it's become today. And you're going to be speaking this year at the Women's Fund Luncheon. You're the author of the book, Edge of the Map, and it details the story of another Appleton native, a mountaineer called Christine Boscoff, who climbed some of the highest peaks on earth, broke barriers in her career, and ultimately disappeared in the mountains of Western China while climbing. The book goes on to talk about the desperate search that ensued and kind of took the world by storm. Tell me a little bit more about what made you want to tell Christine's story, because didn't you know her? Well, this is a really fascinating story, and I love this part of the story because it kind of intertwines my life with hers and my mother's and also Christine's mother, all of these women, three generations of women, really. Uh, and so I love this particular piece, and I'm happy to share a little bit about this. So I actually never met Christine, but obviously I'm from Appleton. We grew up a couple miles apart, I think, and we both went to Appleton East. She was three years older than me. Uh, and we never met. We just ran in different circles, and at that time, um, the high schools were three-year high schools, and so we weren't actually in school at the same time. So I never met her when she was in Appleton, and we both left Appleton and went our separate ways. Uh, she went on to become just this really fabulous mountaineer with a, just a great career. She was sort of the headline from her life was she was the only American woman to reach the top of six 8,000 meter peaks. There are 14 of them in the world and she reached the top of six of them, which is more than any other American woman. She set that record in the year 2000 and it's a record that still stands today. So she had just this luminous career in mountaining, mountaineering and I never knew about her, never heard about her because I wasn't in that sport. But we both ended up in Colorado and it wasn't until the year 2006 when she went disappearing with her climbing partner. Her climbing partner was a a guy named Charlie Fowler, and they lived out in Telluride, and I was in Denver, and Charlie and Chris went missing in China on an expedition, and there was a little uh, article in the Post Crescent about their disappearance that my mom read, and she read this article and, and called me because I obviously was in Colorado, and she thought maybe I had heard of Chris because we were both from Appleton, and I had never heard of her, so we both became very intrigued in the story. And mom in particular thought it was just a, a really magnificent story once she kind of dived into it. And uh, she reached out to Chris's mom and they became friends through the years. Eventually, uh, Chris's body was found. Chris and Charlie's bodies were found about six months after they uh, had died in an avalanche, as it turns out. But my mother was determined to write this story herself. So my mom actually worked on this book for about 10 years, I want to say 
until 2016 or so. And at that point, for health reasons, she turned the book over to me. I had just published my first book and was looking for a second project. And she turned the book over to me in the hopes that someday it would be finished. And it was published in April, I'm really happy to say. Oh my goodness. The intersecting of all of that is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty, pretty wonderful story. The backstory in and of itself. We will be right back after this short break. It is the biggest event of the fall. The Women's Fund for the Fox Valley Regents Luncheon is Thursday, September 10th. Although the event is going virtual this year, do not let that fool you. It is still jam-packed with an issue spotlight panel and those designer purses you've come to expect at this event. But the main attraction is Appleton native Joanna Garten, author of the book Edge of the Map. I'm so thrilled to join you for this year's luncheon. I'll be bringing you the story of a humble, trailblazing woman from Appleton who climbed the highest mountains in the world and paved the way for generations of girls and women. Christine Boscoff perished in 2006 in an avalanche, but her legacy of resilience has lived on, and I'm happy to share how her life inspired Edge of the Map. Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to come together virtually and support women and girls in your community. Or visit womensfundfvr.org to donate to programs that are empowering women and girls in the Fox Valley today. Welcome back. So what are people going to find if they read this book? What sort of things do they do they learn about Christine? And what is the story a little bit? Well, I, I love this book, um, obviously, because I, I wrote it and I was so passionate about it. But what I really love about the book is that it really is appealing to such a wide variety of readers. There are lots of different pieces in it that people can kind of get lost in. I actually had a reader last week uh, reach out to me and said, this is the first book that I've read since sixth grade. (laughs) And I think that says a lot about the book. Um, I also had somebody who reached out a month ago who said, I only read sci-fi and I was totally absorbed in this book. So I think people might guess from the title of the book that it's a biography, but it's so much more than that. Um, I'm a journalist first and foremost, so I wanted to write something that sort of explained mountaineering to the average armchair reader, someone who has no interest in summiting Mount Everest, but wants to read about somebody who has and understand kind of that mentality. So you'll find a lot of interesting background on that sport, And you'll read about what it's like to put together big scale expeditions. You'll read about Sherpa life. And then you'll also read a lot about the landscape of Asia, the Pacific Northwest and China. You'll learn about uh, what it takes to be a high altitude climber. And then also happily, you will read a lot about Appleton and the Midwest. There is so much fun in here for readers who have that connection to Wisconsin and the Midwest. There's good information in all of the book, but it is also very fun. So it's um, interesting in that it reads like journalism in some chapters uh, and it's scientific in others, but also it reads like a work of fiction and it's very immersive. It's this immersive narrative story based on this incredibly strong and resilient woman from our, our community. I love that. And it sounds like it's appealing in all different ways. Yeah, it is, it is. That's what I'm hoping anyway. So some of the ways that we've been told that people are going to be inspired by your talk at the luncheon is through messages of resiliency, human endurance, human endurance, excuse me, and the importance of legacy. So let's talk about the first parts, resiliency and human endurance. Right now, especially, it feels like we're kind of living in a marathon and we just keep trying to reach the finish line. Um, And how does Christine's story really relate to those topics? 
So that's a great question. This is actually something I've thought a lot about since the book has released, which I mentioned was April 1st. So it was really at the beginning of when we were all sort of being locked down. And I've, I really feel that in a way, the release of her story at this moment in time is really fitting. Her life was really filled with tragedy. She lost people she loved time and again in the mountains and in other ways, and she really persevered. She very much sought to find her own path and then stick to it, no matter how she was being judged by others. And so being a woman in a sport dominated by men, and also her standing as the only woman to own a major guiding company, she owned a guiding company called Mountain Madness out in Seattle, made this really challenging for her, but she very much stuck to it. So I think one of the lessons I've taken away at the moment is to find what you love and don't be dissuaded by what other people are doing which is, I found kind of harder than it sounds sometimes. As a writer, right now I've been surrounded by hearing people say, oh, this is such a great time to work on a new project or write something new and create and grow and expand. There's something about that that feels pressure filled for me to be something and do something more right now. And for me, my passion right now is just surviving and being with my family and my children and kind of trying to get through this period. So in a sense, knowing that Chris also really stuck to what she was passionate about and um, listened to her heart no matter what has really helped me at this particular moment in time, I think. It's nice to hear too, because you do hear so much of that. Do this, be that, aspire to be more. So it's nice to hear that you're kind of like, like me anyway, at least, where it's kind of like, let's just survive. Yeah, yeah, survival. <laughs> <laughs> So legacy is also uh, something that you're going to be speaking about at the luncheon, and it can be defined as the story of someone's life or how they are remembered. I think it's particularly important because, again, right now, the time that we're living in is so historical, and I think it's going to be remembered for centuries for multiple reasons. What is the importance of legacy in your opinion? Well, this is also really a wonderful topic to kind of linger on for me. Um, because obviously I've spent so many years now on something that will undoubtedly shape the legacy of Christine, this woman I never met. And I think I learned the importance, again, I guess this kind of gets back to showing up, the importance of showing up and finding what it is that you love in this lifetime. And also that those activities and pursuits may change as you walk through life. But if you're true to what you love in the given moment, your legacy will be shaped in ways that will be truly authentic to who you were in this lifetime. So, for example, as a young woman, I had very little awareness of the path I was on and how things fit together, but I had been taught to do what made me happy. And occasionally I've gotten off track and I always will, that's to be expected. But I think with course corrections, my hope is that me and most other people will reach the end of our lives, whether that's at age 39, like Christine, or at age 102, with legacies that we can leave and lessons for future generations. One of the topics that I spoke with Julie Keller from the Women's Fund about a few weeks ago was how women's achievements in the past 100 years, how they could actually be set back due to this pandemic. It could potentially be the legacy for women that they lose many of the privileges they've worked so hard to get just because of having to choose between childcare and work. How can giving to the Women's Fund right now possibly help prevent that legacy of losing so many privileges from becoming reality? 
Right, right. That's, I can see why that's a worry for sure, um, given what women and, and girls have gone through in particular, that segment of our population in our current situation. But I think knowing the Women's Fund, as I have for so many decades, I'm very confident in their leadership and that the leadership will always find the most meaningful projects to support, to support in our community. And I think coming out of the pandemic, I expect they'll focus on projects that will help the most number of women and girls in our community without regard to social status or the color of their skin or the amount of money in their bank accounts. I think we're all very aware that women, particularly women and girls from minority communities have been more deeply affected than other segments of our population right now. Uh, and therefore, I really suspect that the work of the Women's Fund will be laser focused on helping lift up more than ever those women and girls in our community who need a boost through their lives. Perfect. That was that was fantastic. I really am looking forward to hearing you speak on September 10th. And if anyone is interested in learning more, they can definitely check out Joanna's story or attend the virtual luncheon on September 10th. Details to register can be found at the Women's Fund FVR. Thanks, Joanna. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening. If you want to hear more Soul Source, subscribe to the show. We're available wherever you listen to podcasts. If there's something you want us to talk about on the show, we can do that too. We have a Facebook group called The Soul Source.